listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley. I'm a producer, executive producer. Um, I also do directing and, and write as well, um, based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I, I've done everything from big corporate video projects to commercials to um, I've produced a few feature films, uh, documentary and narrative, as well as a lot of different short films, both as a, a producer, director, executive producer. Um, yeah, I, I, I love making projects come to life and, and working with incredible creative people. And, and I've had the chance to do a lot of that um, over my career at, in lots of different capacities. That's fantastic. So I'll open with the question that I always open with. And that is, uh, what is the biggest challenge you've overcome as a filmmaker, and how did you overcome it? It's hmm, a great question. You can fill in filmmaker because I know you've done that, but you could fill that in with producing, executive producing, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, you know, I think the greatest challenge that you see just across any entertainment um, project is getting money to do your project. Um, you know, getting the necessary resources to make whatever idea you have, um, a reality. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think there's a lot of times people have an idea that they think is great. That really isn't great. Um, a lot of people are not meant to be the ones that make their idea. Um, you know, they're, they're meant to play a part, but, um, Many people feel intense ownership um, over their idea and are not willing to relinquish um, control um, at any level, which stifles it, kind of uh, suffocates it uh, to the point where it, it just never gets made. Um, and that could be because they're not willing to hear advice or not being willing to hear um you know, healthy criticism, or they're like I said, they're just not meant to be the ones to make it, um, but they don't see it that way. Um, and so, yeah, I, the, I think the greatest um, problem that any uh, creative in film or television feels is how to get your project made, um, and a lot of that comes down to financing. But in financing, obviously, is attached to lots of different things, right? Packaging, um, distribution, and whatnot. And I think for me, the way that I've overcome that over the years is to really assess or, or, or take a step back and understand the business of film. You know, I think it's so easy to just think of film, TV, or just anything creative um, as a strictly artistic endeavor. And all that is really important is the making of um, whatever the creative endeavor is and and the, the piece that people forget is that it, the business side is that it's meant to 
be released. It's meant to be distributed. Um, it's meant to be experienced and viewed by people um, so that it can generate revenue. You know, and the idea of people watching it uh, generating revenue is attached to getting your project made because if someone is going to give you money, um, they want to know that they're going to recoup that money or they're going to make money on the money that they um, entrusted to you. And so for me, you know, the shift has just been looking at uh, projects overall and, and seeing the end in mind, you know, looking at distribution and saying, how are we going to sell this? Right. Like how um, are you going to reverse engineer this back? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you can show someone how you can sell something, then you can convince them to uh, put money to take a risk. Right. And, you know, just a strictly sales one-on-one, if you can, if you can sell them, um, the benefit, if you can make it something that gives them value, then they're willing to buy into it. Um, and so looking at projects from that vantage point, and that's, that's multifaceted, right? That's the idea itself, you know, is an idea, um, sellable is a, is a script, um, strong enough to be experienced by audiences in an engaging way at a, at a high level, um, is can it attract talent? Because, um, whether you like it or not, you know, for the most part, all things being considered, um, you know, the people that are in uh, a movie or episodic uh, you know, show is, is going to help sell that project and people are going to tune in for the most part. I mean, not always. And there's exceptions and there's, there's variables. But for the most part, the people that are in it are going to have a huge impact on the amount of eyeballs that you're eventually going to get on it. Um, so the project itself, the people that are attached, the director, um, the producers that are part of that can actually have, um, a vision in mind to make it a quality project that can, um, captivate people and ha is, is in line with what is, uh, called on for that project, you know, so if it's a genre piece, it fits in line with what that genre requires, you know, have the experience and ability to execute that um, within the means that they have and, and then ultimately, you know, within all going back to distribution in a way that people can buy into. Um, so I think, again, just the way that I've overcome it is looking at the business side and say, hey, you know, is this, how do you, how are we going to sell this? How are we going to market this? How is it going to be something that a distributor can get behind and package um, for people to buy? And if you reverse engineer that, you can you can package that deal um, in a way that allows financing to come in, which is the great catalyst to making projects come to life. So I'd say that's kind of a, you know, the, the problem that I, the, the most obvious problem that I faced and a very simplistic explanation to solving that. Yeah, very, very good. So going into staying on that realm of problems and solving them, uh, very uh, Robert Van Winkle of us. Uh, <laughs> what, what are the two best pieces of advice you've received so far in your career and who did they come from? Oh gosh, that is a good, really good question. Uh, or, yeah. Um, hmm, man, that is, that is a good question. Uh, you know, I, I've had several mentors in my life. Um, mentors are extremely important to me. Um, and I've also been a, a just a an avid reader over the years. You know, I, I I'm one of those strange people that believe you don't have to uh, you don't have to make all the mistakes. You can learn from people who have have done it 
you know, the wrong way and, and learn from their mistakes that you can, you know, build or stand on their shoulders. Um, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't have any soundbite advice, you know, sort of cool phrases, but I think, uh, one of my mentors, uh, a gentleman in Nashville named Mark Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that he absolutely has infused in me over the years is, is choose your partners carefully. Um, because, and, and, and that could be, you know, at, at any level, you know, but especially on a business level, um, you know, choose your partners carefully, choose the people that you, you, um, get into bed with, um, because you want to find people that have your same ambition, that have your same values, um, that have your same vision in line. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, it's one for all and all for one at the beginning. And then once you get in it, uh, things change. And especially once money gets involved, um, (laughs) if you're not properly aligned, um, it can get ugly fast. And it can get, um, it can get, it can get nasty and in a personal level, legal. I mean, it's the the whole nine yards. Um, so I'd say that is an incredible, you know, obvious piece of advice that so many people don't adhere to that I've learned the hard way, you know, of, of truly, uh, choosing your partners carefully. Um, you know, I, gosh, I said another, I, you know, my, my parents have had a huge influence on me. Um, you know, my dad has, had always said, um, you know, let things go easily. And I think I've done that very well. Um, you know, this is a, an industry where people can be incredibly, um, untrustworthy to say the least. And when you're going after big deals and you're doing big projects, um, it's easy to get hurt. It's easy to get attacked. It's easy to, um, get into situations where you, uh, you just sort of get battered. And, um, you know, I, I've learned over the years through the advice of my dad that, you know, just let it go. It's not, you, you don't, uh, linger on it, you know, learn if it was a mistake, um, forgive, you know, forget, um, you know, don't be foolish and, and do the classic, you know, fool me once, fool me twice. Right. Um, but don't, don't harbor that, that frustration, you know, just let it go. It's life is, is too fast to, um, to hold on to grievances or, or hold on to, um, anger and just let it go, move on. And, and, and part of that too is, be willing to give people a second chance, you know, be willing to, um, to try again wisely. Um, and because people, we all make mistakes and some people, um, are worth giving another chance to, and, and within the right context, that could be the greatest thing ever. So, you know, those, there, I, there's so many, um, it's, it's so much of the advice I've gotten over the years is about life, you know, and it's about being, um, a stronger, uh, more mentally tough human, um, because that translates into everything that we do. Um, and it translates into business. It translates into art. It translates into just living in our culture. Um, and I've been very fortunate to have a lot of amazing people, um, that have invested in me personally, um, and professionally. And I, they've, they've shaped me who I am in a, in a very obvious manner. That's fantastic. Um, so we kind of go down this triage a little bit and we say, okay, well, this is what you, what, uh, your challenges were. Here's how you overcame it. You were sort of, uh, buttressed by this advice. Uh, so now 
fast forwarding to current day, what's the biggest challenge you're facing right now? Is it, is it the same? Yeah. You know, I think, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, for me, it's just more focused, you know, because you're, you know, when you're starting off, you're just trying to throw darts, right? You're trying to figure out what works. You're trying to figure out, you know, and I am a pretty big believer that especially when you're, when you're young and green, man, just attack everything, you know, go for it, you know, get, get your feet dirty, get your hands, you know, I mean, get, get in there and just, and try, you know, don't overthink it. Don't think you got to go and, um, you know, be the, make your magnum opus, you know, go in and just make mistakes, um, and throw lots of things against the wall and go after them passionately, but, you know, let go easily. (laughs) Um, and I think for, you know, if you think of sort of the, um, the older you get, the more focused you are as an individual, you know, because you start to realize what is really, what is really worth pursuing? What is really worth uh, putting your time into? What is really worth developing? Um, what is really worth, um, you know, spending your time uh, maximizing? Um, and so I think the the challenges that you face, or at least that I face, are similar. They're just more, they're bigger, you know, and they're more worth attacking and they're more worth solving and they're more worth overcoming than the smaller things that, you know, probably aren't worth doing that. Um, but so I, and especially I think when you think of some of the challenges of just making film possible, you know, it's always going to be the same because it's the, it's the same factors that are involved. Um, but I think you get, you get smarter about it. Um, and you get more focused on, you know, what are the things worth really, driving through. So I don't know if that answers that question or not, but it, it feels, it feels like it's the same challenges, just different. Yeah. And that's, that, I think if it mirrors your experience, it's, it's gotta be the right answer. Right. So it, it, uh, I thought it was, uh, fine. It's great. So, um, it's not that the problem goes away as you get experience; it's that it, it sort of maturates along with you. Uh, and, and, you know, so, uh, on that topic though, so you've been doing this a long time, um, and you've made those mistakes. You've jumped in two feet in. I love the line that you said about, Hey, um, you know, go in, don't try to make your magnus opus, make mistakes, uh, learn and and forget, you know, easily. Um, so along that line, if you could provide, producers, uh, filmmakers, writers with one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, people um, that are new to it rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think figure out if it's really what you want to do. Um, you gotcha. know, I think there's a lot of people that so expand, expound on that concept. Yeah. The, you know, that's what you really want to do. I think it's a very, it's a hard, it's a very hard mountain to climb. You know, making, making a film is incredibly challenging. Right. You know, it's kind of like having a kid, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a long journey. It's a remarkably rewarding journey. Um, and it can be an extremely profitable journey. Um, but n- know if, make the decision on if it's really what you want to do. 
because there will be lots of times and reasons to give up and there'll be lots of people telling you it's not going to work. Um, and there's a lot of, there's just a lot of things along the way that will be, um, extraordinarily challenging. Um, and I think a lot of people need to, they need to sort of assess, is it, is it really what they need to be doing? Um, is it what they really should be going after? Um, and, and that's obviously a complicated question because, you know, so many people are, are doing things that they love, but they're not successful. Um, you know, and making the decision on it, is it, is it a career? Is it a hobby? Um, is it just a passion thing? Is it something that you do um, for the love of making it? Is it the, is it something that you, you know, want to be financially successful at, at, a, at whatever that level looks like? Um, so I, I think the best advice that you can sort of get is, is, Hey, if it's what you really want to do, you know, figure that out and, and don't give up because, you know, one, another one of my mentors, he said, you know, one of the, one of the things that separates, um, the successful from the unsuccessful is, um, the successful people just stayed at it a little longer. Um, yep. you know, and there's, there's truth to that. You know, some, it's not, it's not the, it's not just the talented that thrive. It's not just, you know, the ones with the best ideas that succeed. It's off. It's really, if you, if you, um, if you think about it, it's those that don't give up. It's those that just keep going. It's those that keep fighting. Um, and so, you know, you have to kind of make that commitment that this is something that I'm going to go after. And this is, you know, this is what I'm really going to do um, very early on. Otherwise, you'll get crushed. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And not only that, I think that rule, that piece of advice is very akin to the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, in the sense that it can apply to almost every facet of life. you know, I have this background in sales and consulting and in film and in art and in uh, real estate. And it's, you know, with real estate, which is sort of a hot thing right now, I guess it's always been hot, but uh, people want to jump in and say, well, I want to do that. And say, okay, well, it requires a a great deal of grit. The question isn't, can you make a lot of money? The question is, can you stay in it five years? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you can stay exactly. in five years, then, then you'll be in the 20%. Yep. Um, uh, just, just right then. So, uh, and, and you, you, you work with so many people in, in film and in the creative realm. I know you've been running into these people that are fresh out of film school or their first five years out of film school or fresh out of their, you know, parents' house or whatever. Uh, you're watching them. What are the biggest creative and business mistakes you see newcomers making? So it's kind of a two-parter there, but. Hmm. Um, so what, what was the question? What are the biggest mistakes and. Uh, creatively and business-wise, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, not to sound, um, you know, not to sound cheeky or anything, but, you know, I, I think a lot of people that graduate, they think they are the bomb, you know, they think that, <laughs> and, and so much, I mean, I went to a, I went to a small, I went to Belmont university, you know, a very small music school. Um, and, you know, we always have the joke that, you know, if you were the star of Belmont, you thought you were the star of the world and you, you'd graduate and realize, Oh my God, like, you know, the, <laughs> the world is much bigger. And, and even though I'm, you know, the, 
the man on campus that everybody thinks is fantastic, you know, once you get out into the real world, you realize it's very different. And there's, uh, there's a million of you that are just as good. Um, and so I think a lot of people that, I mean, if you just take the example of graduate from film school, a lot of people get out there and they've been in this bubble of creative opportunity, um, which is fantastic. And my God, if you're in film school, take every advantage you have, you can take of that ecosystem, you know, just shoot the hell out of those cameras that you can get for free and use the hell out of that equipment that you can use for free because you have such an amazing opportunity within that environment to just make, 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 and learn, 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 learn. Um, but once you get out, I think so many people have this, this built up, um, utopia of like, I'm going to get out and, and there's going to be, um, you know, studios and, and financiers and producers just lining up to take my idea. And there is, there are those diamond in the roughs. There are those, you know, unicorns and anomalies that just, just like in any field that are, they strike the iron that first time and it's lightning in a bottle and the rest is history. Um, but the reality is most people are very, very underdeveloped and they come out and they, they think they have great ideas, but they don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's not a, that's not a knock on their potential. It's just, there are, they are still, um, they have to cultivate it, you know, and they're the greatest thing that I, you can tell any creative is work on your craft, you know, just work on your craft, learn, you know, get better at what you do. You know, the 10,000 hour rule, just get in there and work, 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 because all you will do is get better. And that obviously is multifaceted as well. Like, you know, don't just work in a cave, you know, get out there and get your stuff in front of people, get critiqued, get, you know, get smashed, get people to say, this is terrible, you know, and here's why, and, and be open to that, receive that criticism and, and have just an incredible sense of self-awareness of, yeah, that it, this needs to be changed. This needs to be adjusted, you know, and, and stay true to yourself, obviously stay true to who you are, um, but be willing to, to be, um, critiqued and developed. Um, I think creatively, that's the biggest thing I could tell, uh, people coming out of any school, any, uh, arts school is man, just be molded, you know, be, throw your stuff out there and, and, and get your, your stuff or work in front of lots of people and, and take that risk, but man, take the critique. Don't, don't work within a bubble because that bubble isn't real. Um, and then business wise, you know, I think, gosh, I mean, there's so many, there, there's so many things that you could look at as people, you know, going and, and, uh, you know, borrowing money when they shouldn't borrow money, people getting into debt, um, when they shouldn't get into debt. I mean, I think there's a lot of just, um, there's a lot of just savvy financial principles, um, uh, that people that graduate out of college could, uh, could learn. Um, but from a professional business perspective, I think, you know, people that you, you learning from those who are getting stuff done, you know, go out and network, go out and build your, your community, 
Um, because I think, again, a lot of people, they, they live in that bubble. They come out and they're just, why is, why is no one calling me? Why is no one reaching out? Man, you got to go out and hustle. You got to go out and, and get on the phone, get on LinkedIn, go to events, go to, uh, you know, go to parties, go to everything and be aggressive in, and not be sleazy, um, but be aggressive in building your network and be a sponge, yeah. you know, go to people and just say, tell me, talk to me, t- you know, share with me. You don't come in there and try to make a deal, you know, go in there and try to learn. Um, and honestly, that's so many people could, so many people would have their lives changed if they would just listen more. Um, and if they would reach out to more people and say, tell me what you did right. Um, rather than think that you've got it figured out or that you got to go and sell someone something right off the bat. Um, I just think so many people would learn from that. Yeah. And I would take a pin to what you just said there, uh, especially with the way you posed that last sentence, which is tell me what you did right. Uh, that That's so important. So if you're in these groups and you're networking, be ready with great questions. Not yeah. don't <laughs> you can network all you want, but I know a lot of people that are just really bad at it. And being really good at networking is ask a question that matters. Yep. That makes somebody stop and think for a second. Uh, an open-ended question, uh, of course. And then you're you're golden right there because you're already different because you're asking different kinds of questions. Yeah. Which takes a little bit of homework. It's more work, but it, it, it always pays off. Yep. Um, you've been super generous with your time. Um, I have two more questions. Are, are you good? Yeah. All right. And this is uh, question one of two. <laughs> okay. It, it, uh, this is one of my favorites and it, uh, because it tends to be uh, the favorites of the uh, interviewees. Uh, if you had one month to teach someone how to produce a film, what are the first three things you would teach? Hmm. So they have one month to become competent at doing what you do. Okay. Um, I would teach them how to, to analyze a script um, and not just, you know, break down a script, but analyze the, how a script works and, and where, it, where it's, what it's doing well and what it needs to be improved on. Because ultimately, everything comes back to the script. Everything. I mean, literally, every good and bad thing that ultimately ends up on screen could probably go back to the script. Yeah. Um, so that would be number one. Um, number two is I would teach them how to communicate. Um, because ultimately, <laughs> uh, you know, communication... Uh, is probably, in my opinion, the number one thing that sets people up for success or failure. Um, you know, right. if you are a great communicator, you can lead uh, corporations and nations. If you're a bad communicator, you're just you're gonna you're doomed to fail and everything. Um, so, how to communicate? Um, you know, which obviously is multifaceted too. Listening being such a huge factor in that. Um, and then I think, you know, the the third thing that I would, I would say is, um, how to, which is probably weird. I I don't even know why this is the thing that I would 
think of if I have to break it down to three is how to, how to sell, you know, I mean, I think ultimately going back to what I was saying at the beginning, you know, you got to sell, you know, and it's not the funny thing about sales in film is that it's all sales, right? I mean, you got (laughs) to sell an idea, an idea, um, to a director, you got to sell an idea to the crew. You got to sell an idea, an idea to the investor. You got to, I mean, you got to sell from day one, you know, and then obviously all the way down to the sell, sell of the film to a, to a buyer, um, or to an audience. I mean, you've got to, you've got to be a salesman and you have to be a salesman that can, that can invoke passion. Um, because at every step of the way, you're ultimately asking someone to do something. Um, and you're asking people to buy in, I mean, buy in at every level, like I said, from the investor all the way down to the, the ultimate, you know, audience that watches it, you're asking, you are selling something to someone to, um, buy into an idea. And if you can't do that, then you're, man, you're doomed from the start, or you're going to have some rough, really rough moments along the way. So I don't know. Those are probably, (laughs) those are weird. I know because they're not, necessarily technical, but I, I feel like, man, if you, if you can find it and understand how to make a great script, if you can communicate and if you can sell, you know, you're, you're going to be in a good spot. Yeah. I love it. Um, those, uh, soft skills that, that make a big difference. Um, yeah. if, in your opinion, David, what are the top three online resources for helping producers or filmmakers or writers? Hmm. Gosh. You know, there's um <laughs> and, and, and you don't have to answer for all three, but just, you know, you could pick one that's closest to your own habits. Yeah. Uh you mean just resources that have information or or educate like what what kind of thing are you specifically it's really, yeah, it's really broad. So if, if you're going to pick the concentration of being a producer, for example, are there three online resources that you use to help you do your job? Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, just being up to speed on, on news is huge, right? So following variety, following Hollywood reporter deadline. I mean, just being aware of what's happening is, right. is huge. Um, I, I would say that I mean that's to me is essential, and and not just not just because you want to be aware of what's going on, but you're also you're always sort of filling your rolodex of like okay that person is someone I need to talk to, that's someone that's doing this, so boom here's a connection. Um, you know there there's so much information online, you know, and and the Google does such a good job of. Uh, of uh, calling that information in such an easy way. Um, so I, other than staying up to speed on information and, and the trades, um, there aren't specific online resources that I go to for, um, for stuff or, or for resources. Um, it kind of depends on, it's so specific to what I'm looking for and so specific to the task. Um, you know, I do know that my God, we are, we are so spoiled and lucky, um, to have access to the information that we do. If you compare, you know, what we can get to any other generation or even just a few years ago, um, it, we, 
we can get anything, you know, and if you're able to look for it and, and have enough patience and um, tenacity to dig, you can get any, re- I mean, any, any template, any script, any, I mean, connection. Um, I mean, you can do it all. Um, you know, I, I'm a pretty big uh, networker just in general. So, you know, LinkedIn is, is such a huge uh, resource, right? I mean, because right. you can go in and you can, you could, you know, with, with the right clicks, you could get access, you know, for the most part to anybody you want. I mean, generally speaking, um, you know, so uh, there's, there's no excuse, right? There's no excuse for not being able to make something happen in this day and age, because, you know, if you're looking for, if you're looking for like the most passive way to get money, there's a ton of platforms out there from slated to, uh, you know, Kickstarter where you can raise money, um, and access financing. Um, you know, if you're looking for building your network and relationships, there's, you know, there's so many social platforms and networking sites, um, that you could access. If you're looking for just general knowledge and education, I mean, my God, you could spend a lifetime reading, um, and watching and, and not get through a, a hundredth of it. Um, if you're looking, it's all there, you know, it's all, it's all at your fingertips. Um, I think sometimes because it's all there, we get overwhelmed, but it's, I think people just have to be aggressive in, and looking for it. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, I don't have any other questions for you, David. This is just tell, I guess, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet online and and in social media where they can reach out to you. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn. If you search David Perry, Nashville, you'll, you'll probably find me. Um, Facebook as well. I'm in the process of launching a website, um, right now. So that should be up pretty soon. Um, Um, What will be the ultimate URL? So the ultimate URL will be um, modus.co. Um, so that will be that will be up shortly. Can you, and, can um, you spell it? Um, well, right now it's M O U. Sorry, M O T U S. Right. Dot co. Dot co. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. Great. That's uh, that's fantastic. Um, oh, I, I don't want to cut you off. Anywhere else you were going to say? No, I, I really appreciate you uh, talking, and, and I, I'm excited to see what happens. Oh, we're, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing where it goes. And, and look, man, I hope you had a great time. I hope it was fun yeah. uh, just to get on the phone and talk about some of these things because I think it'll be very useful for the community. It's always fun to talk to you, Chris Barkley. Yes, sir. All right, David. Have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris. Talk later. All right. Bye, brother. Bye. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects, social media, and transcripts of this interview, please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash podcast. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain.
Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged. And thank you for listening.